number. Your Bibles turn with me to the book of John, chapter number 10, and verse number 10. If you're not, if you don't notice that uh, this is actually my text, huh? My text from Sunday. Is that okay? All right. Amen. Oh, hold on. That was Sunday's notes. Let me get back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, whether you think I do or not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, I've done a goofy laugh. Now, the girls are going crazy back in the back. My daughter. I mean, not. But, uh, anyways. John chapter 10. Verse number 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. More abundantly. I want to teach tonight on unlocking the more abundant life. Unlocking the more abundant life. Amen. Lay your Bibles down. Raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for all your many blessings and how you're getting ready to move and to touch and minister in this place, God. I know that you've already moved in this place, but I know, God, that you're not done yet and you're going to anoint my lips of clay that I may speak as the oracles of God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. Mm. God is so good. I like that Bible, Brother Dave. God bless you. Give David a hard time about that. That's okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Unlocking the more abundant life. And I believe today that there are are keys and they are ways in which we can unlock the more abundant life. There's one thing to just say we want more. And it's another thing obtaining more. It's one thing to say you want more money. It's another thing to show up to work and earn the money. It's one thing to say you want to, you love your car and you want a, you know a better car. But it's another thing to make that car payment, right? <laughs> you know, in order to have, you know, the key to having that new car is, is to pay that payment. And you can't be driving, you know, uh, you can't be driving a fancy Ram or, 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 or a Cadillac or a Buick, you know, and you can't have the, the, the you know, you know, is that, you know, is that a Buick? You look, I didn't think it was a Buick. It didn't look like a Buick. Just kidding, you know, like that commercial, you know, you know, I said that's a Buick. I said that that that, that ain't a Buick. But anyways, that's a silly commercial, I think. But anyways, enough of that. 
But if you want that, you're going to have to have that unlocking. You have to have that more. If you want more in your life, you have to have uh, uh, something and keys to unlock that more in your life. You know, uh, we can beat on our chest and we can pray or, or say all we want to say up here. I can preach until I'm blue in the face. And we need to do more and more and more and more and more and all that stuff. And, and, and But if, if we just leave out and say, well, I, just, I know... I know we need more, but how are we going to get it? We don't know how we're going to get that. So there's a difference between wanting more and knowing you need more, and, then, and, and between that and actually obtaining more. All throughout your life, there are different experiences in which you have reached the more in your life. You know, I believe that when you come into the house of God, and I believe we're just coming in, to the presence of God, you leave with more than you had before you walked in the door. Just coming in contact. Maybe even talking to someone that is on the job. Maybe you talk to your coworker, and that person leaves with more than they did before you talked with them. And I believe that's every conversation we need to have when we talk to somebody. They need to leave with more knowledge, more faith, and more encouragement, more joy than ever before. And I believe that all throughout our lives we have that, those opportunities where we have those, those keys that unlock the more in our lives and we're able to, to experience more. And I believe that when the, the sinner comes in off the street and I believe they come in and they receive more and every step that they go through and every key that they, uh, that, that, uh, every door they go through and every key that unlocks the door, they receive more and more and more. Add to your faith virtue and a virtue knowledge and of knowledge patience and, the, and, the, and and all the other stuff that's in that. I, I wish I had that in my notes. I would have read that scripture. But I tell you, but you know what? You gotta have you gotta have the ad. You gotta have the more in your life, right? Yes, you do. We've all had those times when we have more. We've had times when we had less. We can look back in our lives and see the moments in our lives when we had less, when we we walked lesser. You know, I, you know, I, the saying goes, and I, I agree with it as well. That you don't, you don't just, just, uh, you know, uh, just accept less without, and just think you're okay. Because anything lesser than what you're doing now is backsliding. If you're going to lesser, you're backsliding. But we don't need to go less, but we need to go more. You may say, "Well, I'm, I've got, I'm, you know, I've got my convictions and what my, the way I live for God now." But maybe I should just lighten up and let, let, do a little less. No, we don't need less. We need more. And I believe that's the problem in our walk with God. And I believe as Sister Orlando testified it on Sunday, is that we need to keep on moving. We can't just stay where we are. We can't just keep where, staying where we are. We need more. We need to do more. We need to be more. We can't be satisfied with status quo. We can't be satisfied with church as usual. We can't be satisfied with just going through the motions. We want to have more. God, we want to have more baptisms and more conversions and more people receiving the Holy Ghost than ever before. We need to have more convictions and more and more more Bible time and reading and studying and and seeking the, the, the presence of God. 
many times you you could think about as we become born again of the water and of the Spirit, we gain that deeper understanding and truth and receive the answers to our prayers and and we win victories over our own sins and over the things that are in our lives and oh they are things they are besetting sins in our lives and when we come to God God gives us more and God gives us victory we are born again we've got a new outlook we've got everything new we have so much more than we've ever had you always say well we you know man everybody thinks you know well you you have to lose all this stuff to go to church no we get more We've got more than the world. We got more than the sinner. We got more than anybody that's that's out in bondage of drugs and alcohol. We've got so much more than that. You're not losing anything, but you're getting more. That's the problem. That's the deception from the devil that says, "Well, when you come to church, you're gonna have to lose your friends. You're gonna have to lose your 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 life. You're gonna have to lose your reputation. You're gonna have to lose your your style." You're gonna to have to lose all that stuff, you know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna to have to start to uh, being real homely, you know. The women, you know, just you just start, you know, join the Amish club, or, you know, or whatever. You know, you, people think, you know, oh, we just have to lose this, lose this. No, you gain so much more by coming to the presence of the Lord than you could ever have in the world. David's got more now than he ever had before. What do you got? I've got peace and I've got joy and I've got, to, I've got the power of the Holy Ghost moving in my life. I've got freedom over the bondages of this world. I know I'm no longer bound with sin, but I have more love, more power, more of God in our lives than ever before. Hallelujah. When God starts giving you a deeper understanding, you get more knowledge than ever before. You start learning more. You start experiencing more in the Word of God. And Brother Dave was talking about Brother, Brother Dylan. He was, you know, he, he, he was experiencing God. He had that experience with God. When he experienced God, he left with more than he ever had in his life. But doesn't stop there, does it? I remember when he got the Holy Ghost. He's like, oh, man, I ain't never had nothing like this before in my life. And it was more than ever than you could get. More than drugs, more than alcohol, more than, than pleasures, more than perversions, more than anything in this world. I tell you what, this is joy unspeakable and full of glory. This is the power of God to change and operate in our lives. It's more than we could ever imagine. Yes. And I tell you what, and you know what, he just keeps getting more. Precept upon precept. Here little, there little. Line upon line. Line upon line. Everywhere he goes, he starts getting more and more deeper knowledges of truth. Victory over the enemy. More victory than defeat. You know, if you summed your life up, you say, Oh, I just feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm in a losing battle. It's like, what are you doing? You know, you know, you know where, I mean, how are, you, how are you losing so many battles for it? You got the best armor. You got all this stuff. You know what? Well, maybe we'll put on a little bit more. 
Put on a little bit more of the right, breastplate of righteousness, a little bit more of salvation, a little bit more your your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put your put your good news shoes on. Get that on there. Get get to get that uh, your your loins girded about with truth. You know what? If you keep getting your guts bubbled out to get you some truth and I tell you what that's going to keep you that's going to guard your chest and your heart by, by living right breastplate of righteousness is going to protect your heart people say well why? Well, we can't go here can't do that we can't do you know we're just going to have to live righteous everywhere we go we can't, we can't cuss we can't listen to our, we can't listen to our music we can't live, watch our shows we can't do all that you know, what, why are you doing that you know what that does that protects your heart because you know what without righteousness you will end up with a heart disease and the heart disease will stop the blood from flowing and when the blood starts flowing you stop being able to use your hands you'll stop being able to use your arms and your and your legs you'll stop being, then eventually your organs will stop being able to function and then you won't be able to work and ultimately you will die and in a spiritual sense if your heart stops pumping the blood because of a disease. I tell you what, you will die, but what we need is righteous living and holiness that protects our heart and says, you're not allowed into my heart. You're not allowed into my earbuds. You're not allowed on my television screen. You're not allowed in my life because I don't want nothing to affect my heart. I gotta have righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Mm. If that was in my notes, I'd preach it. I'll tell you what, man. What are you all doing today? I'm preaching more than I thought I was going to preach. <laughs> Just kidding. More. God gives us more. God gives us victory. God gives us the tools and the keys to have more victories than, than defeats. You know what? If you don't have the victories over the things you're dealing with, you need to start adding some things into your life and start having some more in your life that the, and things that will unlock those victorious the moments in your life. And I believe as, as Paul was on the road to Damascus, you know what? You know what? He, he could be, this could be considered a more moment in his life when he saw the Lord for the first time and who, who he really was. Oh, what a more moment in his life when he looked up and he seen, seen the Lord and he was blinded. I, what do you think it might have been in his mind and his heart? You know what? He left with more than he ever had before. And then he went to Ananias and, and, and then he started preaching to him. And you know what? You know what happened? You know what? They, uh, they, they ended up... Uh, preaching the gospel to him and he got baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost and how many knows today that he left with more than he ever had before on for just for that one road uh, when he was walking down the road of Damascus you know Peter was on the rooftop oh in Joppa he, he, he had that moment where he had more more than ever before it wasn't just for the Jews but it was more than that it wasn't it was just just for God's chosen people but it goes on he when he was on the rooftop he had that vision that dream and he was able to see 
that 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 this was there were more to be included than just the Jews. This included the Gentiles as well, and I believe that there was more than ever before. In John chapter sixteen, you know what? I believe today the conversation with Lydia on the outskirts of Philippi oh could have been a moment to where she received more than ever before she was the first person that was was born again on the EPO Ethiopian or, or the uh, European soil what do you think about that when he went to to preach what about her she was the first woman the first one to be born again to take the gospel over to the European soil what do you think that may have been a moment to where they had more received more you know what when we receive more you know, sometimes it, it, it precedes a struggle. It precedes a, a push. It precedes a closed door. In order to walk through a door in which, you have, in which it has to be unlocked, it means that you come to a door and it's closed and it's locked. In order for you to go in that door, there has to be an unlocking Oh, so many people go to the door and it doesn't open like they want it to open. It doesn't open like the, the doors at Walmart or a big shopping center. You know what? You know, some people just walk to the door and they just stand there and say, something must be wrong. They must be a malfunction. This door ain't opening. Oh, so often when we come to, in our walk with God, we, are, we come to doors that are closed in front of us. Has anybody ever experienced a closed door? But you know what's on the other side of that door? More is on the other side of that door. You know what's on the other side of that door? Side of that door is the victory and the peace and the joy. Everything you need is on the other side of that door. Amen. Proceeding that struggle, proceeding that 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 passion. Well, I want I want it, but I can't reach it. So oftentimes, you're going to have to find. Oh, find that. That, that, that solution and find that, uh, that resolution to be able to figure out how to get out and how to get through and how to get more. You know what? I remember back when I was growing up serving the Lord and I, I wanted more of God, but it seemed like I couldn't get where I needed to be. Have you ever done that? You just prayed and you said, Lord, I want to get more. I want to have more than you, more than more of you than I've ever had before. But somehow you still leave empty-handed and you still leave without what you need without your victory oh I want more I want to have more I want to have more of more of the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues more and pray more and have more of the gifts of the Holy Ghost but sometimes the door is still shut before you right sometimes when you are in those those moments God feels so far away 
Oh, sometimes you're praying for more and you're seeking for more and you don't really know how to get that more in your life. Maybe, maybe you're praying for things to change in your life. Maybe, maybe you're praying, oh, that God would help you change, help change you from the inside out. You know what? Sometimes we pray that God will change our outward situation. But rather we need to pray that God will change our inward man. And when we change on the inside, you know what? Things change on the outside. Have you ever seen somebody walk in the room and they, they put a damper on, a, on everything? Just their presence walking in the room. They change. It's just their attitude changes everything in the whole room. Everybody's all ha- happy, laughing, eating their bean ups, just just having a good time. Woo! And some some little some little sour little sour head comes in, and with attitude and all this, you know, mouthing going on and saying all this stuff. You know what? It 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 ruins everybody's mood. It changes everything. You know what? Sometimes, you know what, what? What's going on on the inside? Your attitude, your mind, it changes. It, it affects you and your outward uh, situations. It also affects the people that's around you. If you're wondering why everybody is all is all upset and everything's going crazy around you, maybe it's because you got an attitude problem. You need to change something going on on the inside, and nobody really likes being around you because you're a starhead, and you know, and you're how hateful all the time, and nobody wants to talk to you or whatever and you know that's why things are going like it you know sometimes you go to your job and you think well well you know this that and this that and others going is you know well it's maybe maybe it's because you get mad and you throw wrenches and you break something and then you have to fix it you know what Maybe you need to work on that, and you show up to work, and you had an attitude. I uh, had an attitude of gratitude, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm here." And you know, your machine breaks down, and you know, and you're just all good, and everything's good, and everybody looks at you and they say, "You know," and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, you're having a good day up here, ain't you?" And say, "Oh, it's great, it's great. Machine ain't doing too good, but it's great." You know, you know, work is work is work. You know what? Sometimes work is a jerk. You know, sometimes, you know, it's bad around here, you know. Sometimes, you know, it's all, but you know what? I don't let it affect me because with what's happening on the inside, you know what? That's the most important. When you have that peace and power and more on the inside, it affects and changes your atmosphere and all around you. Sometimes you're praying for things to change around you when what you need is something to change on the inside. He that hath friends must show himself friendly. I don't know why I'm preaching about this. God must be talking to you, Brother Dave. I'm just kidding. God must be talking to all of us. Sometimes, you know, we want, we want, oh, we want more friends. Everybody's so mad. I don't care, not going no friends. Everybody talk to me. Nobody invites me to come here. Nobody does this. Nobody does that. And sometimes you want that, you know. But sometimes you're going to have to check and say, well, you know, am I the problem here? Whether you're whether you are or not, you know, sometimes you need to do some self-examination to see if if the, if you're praying for things on the outside to change when you really need a new heart. Man, I wish I'd get on about this message, but the Lord's moving. Do you know what? Sometimes God changes you from the inside and out. Oh, it, it's it's powerful and an encouragement. 
to see how God can change you by just an inner, in, just encountering God. Uh, it, you can experience so much more than ever before. So much more than ever before. One of the greatest gifts, uh, keys that you can have to unlock more is number one. The number one, not the number one, but the number one point here today. Number one is is calling on the name of the Lord. Nothing can ever happen in your life until you call on the name of the Lord. No, there's no way you can ever get anything greater, anything more without saying and speaking the name of the Lord. It's so important, so important that we are even baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of our sins and being washed in the blood, being reconciled back unto God. What a great experience it is to be be born again uh, of the water and being able to call on the name of the Lord. If you want more, you're going to have to be baptized in Jesus' name. I'll tell you what, that that is a key where you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, some people get it before they get baptized, and old my old pastor said they got it on credit. You know, they put it on layaway. You know, you know, some people know they get, they get it ahead of time. I was one of those. I got baptized. I got the Holy Ghost before I got baptized. And some of I know Sister Doris probably had the Holy Ghost before she got baptized. But God still does it. God pours it out. But you know what? When you speak the name of the Lord, you can't get the Holy Ghost without calling on the name of the Lord, without praying in the name of the Lord. You know, and the the blood of Jesus it it moves and it touches your life. And by speaking the name of Jesus, we're able to receive more than we ever had before. Hebrews nine and verse number twenty two says, "And uh, uh, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Without the shedding of blood, is no remission." Oh. Woo. And without being baptized in the name of Jesus, there's no remission. What are we baptized in the name of Jesus for? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Without the blood, there's no remission. So how can you be baptized in Jesus' name to receive the remission of sins if the blood is not applied when you're baptized? So when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, you receive that. There is no other way we cannot experience any more of God unless we fulfill the first service or first movement towards God until we walk through that first door repent and be baptized everyone call upon the name of the Lord until we receive and believe the Acts 238 plan We're going to have to understand Acts 2 and 21. It says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul echoed these words in Romans chapter 10 and verse number 13. And no, I'm not afraid to preach Romans chapter 10. I'll preach it up and down. I'll preach every verse. And a lot of preachers, they're afraid that they're, oh, we don't preach, don't want to preach that in our church. No, it's all the Bible. 
We'll preach it all. It makes sense. It all goes together. Romans chapter 10, verse number uh, 13 says, And for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. These scriptures make it clear and lay out the foundation in which we are able to receive more in our lives. And it all begins with the important name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus said, Whatsoever you ask in my name, it shall be done done. It's so important. We must call on the name of Jesus. Uh, he said, people say, well, how do we call on the name of the Lord to be saved? We call on the name of the Lord in repentance. We call on the name of the Lord in water baptism in the name of Jesus. We call on the name of the Lord when we, rece- when we receive the Holy Ghost. We call upon the name of the Lord in prayer. We call on the name of the Lord in word. We call the name of the Lord in deed. Everything that we do, we must do it all in the name of Jesus Christ whatever you do in word or deed do it all in the name of Jesus Christ and this will unlock the Holy Ghost it will unlock that more to where we'll be able to receive the Holy Ghost and we'll be able to to receive the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us and comfort us empower us enable us to do great things I tell you what Colossians Two or three, verse seventeen. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Whatever you do, Colossians three and seventeen. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, we're gonna have to. Do it in the name of the Lord. If you ever want to walk with more, you're going to have to start calling on the name of the Lord more. You're going to have to call Him in the morning. Call Him in the middle of the night. Call Him when everybody, you know what? His line is never busy. I tell you what, He never puts you on hold. He don't never snooze you lose kind of situation. You know what? He, you, you, don't, you, don't just, you, you can wake up in the middle of the night and be in pain and you can call on His name. Oh, you can, you can feel you can feel depressed and you feel anxiety oh and you can call on the name of the Lord and he can give you peace and he can give you comfort no matter what I tell you what if you want to have more you need to say Jesus I need you I remember when I, when I received the Holy Ghost that you know what they said they said hallelujah 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 Jesus 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 a little bit faster a little bit faster you almost got it Jesus, 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 hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All right, come on. Let me tap your chin, pat you on the back, give you a belly rub, give you a back rub. They push you this way and they push you that way, a little bit forward. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know what? As old timers used to say, some people get the Holy Ghost in defense. Be like, all right. I'll, I'll talk in tongues. Just, just back away. Quit pushing me. Quit patting me. <laughs> and they get the Holy Ghost out of the fence. But you know what? It's the name of the Lord. You know what? It ain't in the patting. It ain't in the, in the tickle, tickle. Woo, woo, woo. Come on. Do you feel that? There's some tickling movement in the back of your head right now. Better quit that. He's going to pay me to stay. But you know what? It ain't in all that. The power is in the name of Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus and you raise your hands up and say, I need you, Lord. I want more of you. 
and less of me. I must decrease and you must increase. I need more. And you raise your hands and say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, fill me with your spirit. And you start calling on the name of the Lord. You know what? The power of God comes down. Nobody has to teach you how to do it. Nobody has to force you to do it. You know what? The power of God comes and you start speaking in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. In other words, as the spirit enables you to do it. It's not anybody. Nobody can teach you how to do it. You don't just say, here, read this, read this line, you know. See me tie my yellow bow tie, who stole my Honda? You got to do it a little bit faster. See me tie my yellow bow tie, who stole my Honda? You say, a little bit faster, you're almost there. You know, them old timers, you have to really speak in order to say you got it. You know. Now, nowadays, of course, I mean, I, I believe that, that you, don't, you don't have to speak for an hour to have the Holy Ghost. I believe it just takes one word, two or three words. You're talking in tongues. I say, well, you know what? If you're talking in tongues, it doesn't matter if it's a word, two words, three words. Them old timers, unless you was laying on the floor talking in tongues for an hour, you didn't get it. Well, I heard you talking in tongues, but I didn't really understand what you said, so. Well, who are you supposed to understand? Well, does it sound like a little baby? Well, you think I am. I'm a baby. You know, I just got born, you know. It may sound a little goo goo ga ga and boo 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 blah 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 blah. You know, whatever, you know. I'll tell you what, if you start sounding like a baby, you know what? You know what? That's still talking in tongues because it's God that does it. I don't have to tell you or coach you or tell you that you got it or you didn't get it because God, when God feels you, it's going to be evident that you have more than you've ever had before. I've never talked in tongues before. This is more, this is different than I've ever had before, right? Get the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. By calling on the name of the Lord, it can enable us to do great things. We'd have more. When God starts leading you, what kind of more are you going to have? Prayer. Number two, prayer. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, Before we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When we, we study this scripture, we can see it and hear very clearly what, the, what Paul is trying to say. Is our struggle is not against our own flesh and blood, it's not, but it's, a, it's not against our own, our own fleshly desires, but rather it is against the powers of darkness and against the the spiritual forces of evil and the evil realms in our world. (laughs) You know what? If you read read that, it talks about a a key or a way that in which we can conquer over those things and and a way in which we can have have the power of God moving and operating in our lives. And I'm here to tell you today that uh, the key today is to pray, is to have prayer in your life. It is the ability to pray and seek the face of God until, until, you, until God starts changing your life. And I believe today that prayer is a powerful weapon in which God can God, God's people can use. And, and who is God's people? It's us. It's you. It's, we can pray. I tell you what, when it looks like things are impossible, we can pray. When it looks like we can't go on, we can pray. Pray and so people say, Well, how do I pray? What 
how can we pray? What do we do when we pray? And you know what? Some people's like, well, I just don't know how to, how to pray. How am I supposed to pray? You know, and people will be like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, but you know what? There's ways that we can pray. We can pray the Word of God. Well, I don't really know how to pray. So you know what you do? You open up the Bible. You turn it down. You, you flip the Bible. You know what? Sometimes the Lord sends you to verses in which you can read those verses. You know what those verses end up being? Those verses end up being prayers. Oh, man, that sounds pretty good. That sort of fits good. So you know what? You just read that. And you just read the Scriptures and you read it to the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You start reading reading all these scriptures for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God and the pulling down a stronghold oh I like that one oh and you start quoting another scripture and you start reading the Bible I tell you what if you've never read the Bible when you pray, when you prayed you tell you what you're missing out and I tell you what that's the first thing you need to do when you ever learn, want to learn how to pray you need to get your Bible out when you're praying and you need to pray the word of God because you know what the, the, the key to overcoming any kind of struggle any kind of battle is by having the ability to say it is written and if you don't know what's been written you know what have it in front of you when it's written and you can read the scriptures and say say that what what the Lord can do and how God can move and minister and how God can take care of your situation pray the word pray the word tear stains I can pull my old Bible out tear stains on my Bible praying the word of God praying for different situations to read the scripture and it just moves and touch. Oh, and moves and ministers to, to us. And oh, and the Lord starts touching you and ministering to you through the Word of God. What closeness and what more can you get from God if you start praying the Word of God? And the Word of God starts feeding you. It starts cutting away. The Bible says that the Word of God, the Bible is a two-edged sword. For the Word, the word is, a, is a two-edged sword, piercing and dividing of sundered bone and spirit. Even to the, the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, that is the Word of God. If you want God to do work on your heart, get in the Word of God when you're praying. Pray the Word. Uh, pray the live the Word. Have the Word in your life and have the Word in your mind. You know what you could... You know, People say, well, I can't preach, I can't, or I can't, I can't pray an hour. Pastor, how can you pray an hour? I'm like, well, how can you not pray an hour? I have to cut it off. You know, I'm like, sometimes you're like, hold on. I sometimes you just got to cut it off. He's like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm you know, I said I'd pre I pray an hour. Lord, you have to stop it. Let that spirit lift off of me. I'm on. i got to move on with my day. <laughs> or whatever. Sometimes that don't work that way. But it's easy when you get into the Word of God. And you start reading the Word. You start praying. I've got, got a Bible. i got a prayer wheel. Has anybody ever seen a prayer wheel? And if you do that prayer wheel, you know what? It's easy to do an hour. Broke up into five-minute little sections. And you do that. Pray, you know, this this, that, and the other, talks, you know, walks you through and you'll be able to pray an hour. And then you may have to start over again by the time you, after I got done with 30 minutes, man, I was in the spirit praying. I was just like John, John, uh, uh, the revelator out there on Isle of Patmos. I was just in the spirit praying. By the time I got done, you know, I, I was on, I was like Paul, I was in the, up in the third heaven, you know, receiving things that couldn't be uttered. You know what? Because you're in that closeness of God. Has anybody ever done that? Has anybody ever prayed over prayed in tongues for over 30 minutes or, or an hour at a time? 
People say, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you haven't. I tell you, set a time and pray. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get, your, get a hold of God. Prayer is the key to receive more. We can pray in faith. We can pray with intercession. We can intercede with prayer. We can pray for the ones who cannot pray for themselves. I know people that can't pray for themselves. They're no in no place that they can pray. But you know what you do? You could pray for them that cannot pray for themselves. We know that James chapter 5 verse 14 through 16, the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. He says, verse 14, Is, is there any, or is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in what? The name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That they, or that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We can pray for the sick. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And we can pray for one another. We can pray for laborers. Matthew chapter 9, Jesus said, Pray ye that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers into the harvest. We can pray for, the, for laborers. We can pray in every situation that we are in. Praying always, Ephesians chapter 6, 18 through 20. Praying always with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit and watchings thereunto. With all perseverance and supplication for the saints for and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to that uh, to make known the mystery of the gospels for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Prayer, persistent prayer, praying with persistence, with importunity, and and praying to where you could be like that that and that uh, that woman in in Luke chapter eighteen that was praying and 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 would not give up and would not quit praying and would not quit asking and uh, you know what it talks about the. The just judge or the unjust judge. It talks about all that, and I ain't got time. I wish I had time, but I ain't got time. But we gotta have. We're gonna have to have persistent prayer till we pray until we almost get annoying. Not preach till you get annoying, but pray until we get annoying. Fasting. If you want to have more of God, you're gonna have to fast. People say, "Well, I can't fast." Because of health issues, and I understand that. If you can't fast, you know, all day, you need to make a sacrifice of fasting. You need to pray. Fasting, it shows God that you're serious. And God takes it that serious. And it and it 
it causes him or it allows him to honor. It shows him that you honor him. And it was it enables you to receive more when you fast, when you sacrifice. Isaiah 58, and I'm coming to a close. Isaiah 58, verse number 6 says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To, what is it doing? Fasting. What does fasting do? Fasting. What does fasting do? To loose the bands of the wicked. To undo the heavy burdens. And to let the oppressed go free. And to break every yoke. If you're not fasting, why not? Give it a shot. If you fast, I, I, I know if you know if if we was to fast to, to tomorrow and when and, and Friday, I believe we come in here on Sunday, this place would blow up. If you can't fast a whole day, fast a meal. If you can't fast a meal, fast something you're that you're addicted to. People say, well, "I'm not addicted to nothing," you know. Sometimes you may have to fast coffee. I'm not stay away from you if I do that. Sometimes you got to fast, you know, your your favorite drink or your favorite food. Maybe you normally eat pizza every night or breakfast, or you you can't make it without your without your sauerkraut or something. I don't know, whatever it may be. Fast it. Give that to God. Fast that. Fast your your media. Fast your your entertainment. Fast your your devices. Give that time to God. And I, I, I'm coming to a close. We all can stand. Faith. Walking in faith is a way to unlock the more abundant life. Aligning Yourself with God's will. We shouldn't just pray for anything we want, but instead, it should be our goal to pray for everything God wants. If you want more, you're going to have to align yourself with God's will. He knows what to do, He knows what's best. If you want more in your life, you're going to have to have forgiveness. If you have all against any, forgive. That your Father which is in heaven shall forgive you of your, if your trespass. If you want more forgiveness, you're going to have to have more forgiveness. Forgive. Forgiveness is the highest, most beautiful form of love. It returns. It returns you to that place in which you have lost and when you when you forgive you receive peace and happiness like never before forgiveness frees you didn't really affect that person a lot of times they don't even know you're mad forgiveness is more of your part they don't even know. Sometimes they don't even know you that you're, you're hurt. You're, they hurt your feelings, but you're holding grudges. You're mad at them. You're, you don't forgive them for something they didn't even know they did. 
That's why sometimes I think that's why Jesus said you need to go to them and tell them that you forgive that you know that you forgive them. So they'll be like, what? What was? It? I don't remember doing that. I'm sorry. You know, most of the time, I, if I, I've ever if I've ever done that, people will be like, man, I didn't even know that. If I knew that, I if I knew I hurt your feelings, I I mean, I would have I would have apologized sooner. That's why Jesus said, if you got hot, go to that person. Because more than likely they might not even know it. Yeah, I've seen it happen. I've had it happen to me. You know what? I've been mad at you for about three years. I was wondering where you was at. You know, be like, what happened? Well, you said this and you said that. Well, I'm so sorry. I didn't even know. You know, I didn't even know I hurt your feelings. And you know, it could have been faster. If you just had forgiveness. If you want to have more, you're going to have forgiveness. You're going to have to have repentance. Walking in a repented life. you got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. If you want to have that unlocking of more abundant life. How many wants a more abundant life? I want more. Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Man, give me about an hour. We're going round two of this. I'm just joking. We tag team. I'm going to just pass it off for a little bit. I'm just kidding. But God is doing great things in our church. God wants us to have more. And I believe we will. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just raise our hands and pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this service. And I'm believing that we are going to start unlocking the more abundant life. We're going to start unlocking the things that, that are standing in our way, trying to, to, to keep us from receiving the more that we know we need and we know you want us to have. God, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying today, God, that you would help us, Lord Jesus, to walk through those doors, to unlock the more abundant life in our life, in our world, in our community. God, we pray, Jesus, that you would move, Lord, in your power, Lord Jesus. Oh, because we know, God, when we have done all that we can do, uh, when we've done every step that we could do, Lord, we know that you give the final step and you assure us that the promises are going to come to pass and you... You will will not let us fight alone. You will not let us stand alone. Oh, oh! But, but we are able to stand and watch you perform everything you said you were going to do, and every bit of the more that you have said you were going to give us, we're going to be able to receive that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Jesus, for what you're doing, Lord. We love and appreciate you, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's.